Welcome to Season 4 of The Agile Brand with Greg Kilstrom, where we discuss business agility through customer experience, employee experience, and digital transformation. I'm your host, Greg Kilstrom. The Agile World Podcast is brought to you by Tech Systems, an industry leader in full-stack technology services, talent services, and real-world application. For more information, go to techsystems.com. To read more about the topics discussed on this show, you can go to my website at gregkilstrom.com and read my latest articles or get a copy of my latest book, Meaningful Measurement of the Customer Experience, now available on Amazon and other retailers. Before we get started, I'd like to introduce you to a new sponsor of the show, Basecamp. Throughout my career, whether it was at my own agency or now as a consultant, Basecamp is what I've always relied on to help keep projects on track, on schedule, and on budget. It takes a straightforward approach to project management, it streamlines workflow management, and definitely keeps the team in the loop and on top of ongoing updates, which are all major components in a smooth running operation. No matter if it's a simple campaign or a multi-million dollar project, Basecamp has been a key ingredient in the recipe for a successful project and business. Go to Basecamp.com Agile and sign up today to start a free 30-day trial. There's no credit card required and you can cancel online at any time. If you want to know if Basecamp is right for your team, signing up for that free trial is the best way to do so. Remember to go to Basecamp.com Agile, that's Basecamp.com A-G-I-L-E, to get your free trial. Thank you, Basecamp, for sponsoring this episode. Now, let's meet our guest. My name is Greg Kilstrom, and I'm the host of the Agile Brand Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about using data to increase customer engagement. To help me discuss this topic, I'd like to welcome James Manderson, SVP Customer Success at Braze. James, welcome to the show. Hi there, Greg. Uh, really good to meet you, and thanks, thanks so much for having me on. Yeah, of course. Looking forward to talking about this topic. Definitely something that I love to talk through here. So why don't we start by you giving a little background on yourself as well as a little bit about Braze. Sure. Um, I'll, I'll start with Braze. We're, we're a, a comprehensive customer engagement platform. We're here to power relevant and memorable experiences between our consumers and, and the brands that they love. Um, and as you mentioned, I'm, I'm lucky enough to oversee our, our customer success department, which means I get to work with all of our wonderful customers, um, partnering with them very closely to help them realize their uh, customer engagement aspirations and, and, and business goals. As you might be able to tell from my accent, uh, despite Braves being a New York HQ'd company, I'm over here in the UK. Um, I live about 40 miles outside of London, down on the coast. And uh, as I say, very pleased to be here with you. Wonderful. Well, yes, let's get started by talking about some of the trends that Braze has reported on in its 2022 customer engagement report, which was released earlier this year. So first, I think it would help to define what exactly does Braze mean by the term customer engagement? And you know, can you give us your definition of what that entails? Sure, of course. Um, I mean, the way we tend to think of it is is as referring to the the full set of activities that companies use to build and maintain direct, meaningful relationships with their customers. Um, and you know, we know that customers that uh, uh, sorry, companies that do that well, you know, really do see an improved lifetime value from their customers. They see lower acquisition costs and, and more capital efficient business growth. So. You know, it pays to uh, pays to build good relationships with your customers. Absolutely, no one will be surprised to hear. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I, I always love reading these reports and just kind of seeing trends over time. So, you know, one thing that popped out, according to the report, 
an increased amount of brands say their company does an excellent job of, of customer engagement. So up to 43% in 2022 from 32% in 2021. What do you think some of the reasons are uh, why this might be the case? Yeah, I, I mean, I think I think you're you're sort of right to highlight this. This is a really interesting trend, and and I think it, you know, the numbers pay out something that I, I've certainly been seeing over over the last sort of several years, um, which I think is like a really positive shift. Um, you know, from 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 our perspective, good good customer engagement is all about sort of really listening to your customers, understanding them. And then acting on that understanding, and ideally you're doing that sort of pretty quickly, you know, close close to real time. And I think that over the last several years, you know, we've seen more and more brands really sort of embrace this approach, this much more joined up approach than perhaps the more historic, you know, customer engagement is about sending out email offers uh, on right. Friday, which which you know it still might be that's still relevant, but this much more sort of joined up uh, approach, and you know, we've seen that kind of play out. In, um, in the structure of teams within businesses that we work with, many more sort of cross-functional teams where you've got sort of, you know, data, marketing execution, marketing operations, creative expertise, all, all sort of, you know, spending a lot more time together. Um, and then when you combine that with, you know, sort of the technologies enabling those sorts of things like Braze and, and others, um, you know, I, th- I think that's really what's what's lying behind this. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, maybe a tough question here, but do you think that customers agree with this this assessment of, you know, companies doing a better job? So, you know, is there a gap between how brands think they're doing and what customers are actually feeling? Yeah, I do you know what I th- I think there can be, right? It's probably yeah. the answer, right? <laughs> um and and I'm actually I'm going to I'm going to sort of suggest some reasons for that. And then, and then if it's okay, I'd, I'd actually love to give you like a counter example of just one of the times I've seen this just done so, so well. Yeah, of course. And I mean, I think, you know, if, if, if we believe the, the sort of hypothesis that, that this listen, understand act is, is like an important way of approaching engagement, um, you know, silos within businesses and within technologies are kind of really the enemy of, of, of that approach. Right. Yeah. Um, I always sort of think it's a little bit like, uh, having a conversation, but the listener only kind of hears part of what the speaker's saying, and then they only respond with sort of part of an answer. <laughs> right. um, and, and that kind of doesn't create great customer experiences. Um, and, and I think sometimes it, 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 you know, particularly for very large, very complex organizations, it can actually be genuinely just quite hard for them to understand that that's happening. You know, yeah. um, I think there's a lot of good intentions often. Um, even when this this stuff does break down, um, but I would, as I mentioned, love to love to just kind of do a quick counterfactual, just to just sure. to sort of illustrate what I think I think good can can really look like. And I love to quote a, a brand that's one of my favourites over here in the UK. They're called Bloom and Wild, and they're, they're a flower delivery service. And they kind of really believe in putting uh, care and customer first values at the, at the heart of their business. Obviously, as a, a, a sort of flower. Delivery brand, you know, special occasions like Mother's Day are really critical to their business. But given their values, they they also sort of, you know, had this insight, this understanding that, in fact, Mother's Day can be quite difficult for some people, right? It's not not everyone's in a, in a, in a great situation as, as relates to that particular yeah. uh, occasion. So so they did this listen, understand acting really, really well. They um, they just did the simple thing. They asked their customers, you know, what what do you want to hear from us around this around this occasion and, and others and and then they understood that they acted on it they tailored all their messaging across 
across all different channels um, to suit all of those preferences. Um, it was obviously really successful for them mm. and also, you know, kind of really kicked off what I think has become known as the sort of thoughtful marketing movement, at least at least this side of the pond. Um, and so I think, you know, that's that's kind of an illustration of it done really well, um, just just as a sort of counterfactual to some of those silos being a little un, un, unhelpful that we've seen in some places. <laughs> yeah, I love that example. And I mean, definitely, I think there's definitely a lot of brands that either are doing it well or want to be doing it well. So, you know, having examples like that definitely helps people with that, that North star of how they should be thinking. That's yeah. great. So let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about the changing needs that brands have in a move away from third party data and towards a first party data strategy. So the, the report I mentioned, the, the Braze Customer Engagement Report, also mentions that 38% of companies surveyed are putting more emphasis on first and zero-party data mm-hmm. collection methods. For those a little less familiar, can you give a quick definition of both? Yeah, sure. And and the, and the terminology around this space as it's evolving is getting more and more complicated. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> um, but I mean, zero-party data is really data that a customer has intentionally or sort of proactively shared with you as a brand. So in, in our last example around Mother's Day, that that act of asking the customer, how do you want to hear about us and this and that response from them, that response is a piece of zero party data that they've actively given to you. First party data um, refers to data that your brand, as, as the first party, you are the brand, the first party, um, collects about their customers with that customer's permission. Um, so that's sort of often, you know, the activities that that customer is performing within that brand's product, be that their website, their app, their digital experience. And it's, it's again, it's permissioned data um, that they're capturing sort of within their own environment, within their own universe. Yeah, yeah, that's a great explanation there. And so, you know, then building on that, while a 38% increase is definitely a step in the right direction, mm. uh, do you think that's enough. I mean, given what's going on, I mean, with Google, mm. well, eventually they're going to deprecate third-party cookies, but, you know, Apple, Microsoft, many others have already taken steps. And, you know, there's just this with GDPR, with, you know, California CCPA, right. all, all of these kind of data regulations and just the momentum from consumers wanting more data privacy. You know, do you think that's enough of a priority or, or should this be on more companies' radars or in a higher priority? Yeah, no, I mean, it's a great question. And as you sort of very accurately uh, illustrated there, you know, there's there's a ton of reasons that that this ought to be important to people. And, and frankly, I, I don't think it probably is important enough right now yeah. to people. Um, you know, to your point, um, there's there's a lot of, um, you know, very, very relevant um, legislation in place. I think customers' expectations are very high, um, as you say, you know, uh, some of the big technology platforms are are making moves to to reduce the kind of access to third party data. Um, all of these things are, are really important important trends, and I think you know with um, you know times getting tougher for a lot of consumers around the world right now, that's just sort of places extra pressure on brands to to build those good relationships and retain customers um, okay. because you know 
acquisition is going to get tougher. So yeah. <laughs> I do yeah. kind of think they should pay a little bit more attention. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It's like the world always tries to keep marketers and, and CX people on their toes, right? So, I know, right? We, 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 it's, it's hard to keep up. Right, sure. right. So, you know, for those organizations that even if they are putting it in a priority, but they're still, you know, they're, they're maybe not quite far along enough. You know, what, what are some ways that some of these organizations can make a move towards a first party data strategy? Yeah, it's a really good question. Um, I mean, I think part of it, part of the answer is, is a technology answer. Yeah. Um, you know, sort of having the, having the tools at your hands, at your fingertips to allow you to um, you know, sort of capture and, and, and understand and use data, um, you know, effectively is, is, is a really important part of that equation. Without those things, it's, it, it's sort of probably a bit of a non-starter. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, alongside that, I, w- I would certainly encourage businesses to just put some deep thought into this, into this area, right? Um, you know, think about what it is they want to hear from their customers. Think about the value exchange they're going to provide in return for, for those customers' willingness to, to share information. So, you know, think about how their how their teams are, are sort of structured to to help them execute on the program. So, I mean, I mean that's a lot, yeah. <laughs> right. but, it's, but it's possible to make sort of I think sort of incremental gains in all of those areas that will help people to um, to just take those sort of steps uh, towards feeling feeling more confident about their their kind of strategy towards first party data. Yeah, yeah, that's great. So last topic area we're going to talk about today is you know, let's talk about what some of those top performing brands in the the Braze uh, 2022 customer engagement report are doing. Mm. So co- a couple things here. So you know, first from a technology standpoint, Leaders are more likely to be using three or more channels for customer engagement and also more likely to be using a single solution to orchestrate these mm. cross-channel campaigns. Can you elaborate on that and why is this so important? Yeah, sure. I mean, I think, you know, when we, when we talk about, um, when we talk about customer engagement and we, we, you know, we, it sort of then becomes very natural to talk about personalization um, and, you know, ensuring that the, the, the communications and the messaging you're having back and forth with your customers are as personal and, and pertinent to them as, as possible. Um, and as a result of that, you know, you had the kind of classic uh, cliche of, you know, right channel, right message, right time. Um, but a lot of that is about being able to meet customers in their context. So that means being able to, to sort of reach them both within your product, within your own spaces and outside of your product through channels like email and push messaging and SMS and so on. Um, but on the devices that, that are important to them um, in the context that's important to them. Um, so again, I think it's really about about sort of this piece of of understanding portion of the customer thing, the listen, understand, act. You know, let's understand what the context is for this customer, and then let's act in a way that's going to meet them where that's most relevant to them. And the kind of cross channel approach there um, is really important. And 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 I always sort of like to use the phrase cross channel rather than sort of omni channel or one of these other sort of similar phrases because I think the the cross play between those different channels is is as important as the sort of brute ability to be able to reach someone in that channel. Um, so of course, having more channels gives you gives you greater scope to reach to reach your customers um, in 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 more places. But but the way that those channels interact is is also really important, right? You know, you want your 
um, you know, the, the, the sort of messages and things that you're displaying within your app and your, and your website to be, to be cognizant of, of that customer's last interaction with an email that they received. Mm. Um, and that, and so I think it's, it's both the, the sort of, yeah, Bruce ability to, to reach people in, in the places that, that have the most kind of contextual relevance for them, but also how those things speak to one another, um, that, that really starts to kind of generate like very positive results for businesses. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I love that explanation of cross-channel versus omni-channel. That, that's interesting. So second thing from the report there, customer engagement leaders are 2.3 times more likely to actively experiment with campaigns and, and customer journeys across channels. Mm. Why is this experimentation so important? Yeah, I mean, testing and learning is 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 really important in, in, in any form of, of marketing, as, as we all know. And I think, you know, there's... Um, you know, this this is another area where where you know you can sort of crawl, you can walk, or you can really really sprint. Um, and I think you know that the sort of all of us would expect a, a really solid baseline of of um, you know just the kind of classic A B testing of did this variant of a message um, that forms part of my customer engagement program was that more effective than this this other variant over here? Um, and really again, like going back to my, my now sort of perhaps overtrodden metaphor of listen, understand, act, that's kind of part of the understanding piece as well, right? You know, it's understanding both what your customers are doing and what they're telling you, but also what's resonating with them. And that's where this sort of experimentation piece, I think, really, really comes into its own. Yeah. Um, and, and I think, you know, that the, the brands that are sort of performing above that kind of basic variant testing baseline where they're testing, you know, complete flows of cross-channel messaging, for example, whole onboarding programs for new customers into their products, um, other kinds of programs like that against each other, looking at sort of different, different channels, different timings, different approaches, different sort of uh, pieces of information triggering messaging. You know, th- th- those folks are, are really kind of excelling um, and that's another area that, you know, is an important area for, for sort of to lean on the assistance of technology, right? Because those are sort of the sort of calculation of those things and the, and, and the interplay of those different things is, is incredibly difficult for people to do and quite, quite easy for machines to do. But then it requires people to understand what those results are telling them. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, we're here on the Agile brand podcast. So, right. um, you know, I'm certainly a fan of continuous improvement is a, is a big part mm-hmm. of agile. And, you know, so I definitely embrace that. I also think, you know, it just to the point of experimentation, I, I think it maybe takes a little bit of, I'll call it humility, even to know that mm-hmm. you don't know everything. And I also work with enough large organizations that whether you're large or small, but you know, a large organization, it takes a while to move pieces around to do these things. Mm-hmm. So proofs of concept and MVPs and all these things are incredibly important to be able to get this, you know, this cross-channel, omni-channel, what you know, whatever it is, off the <laughs> ground, right? So I think, yeah, I th- experimentation is so so important. Uh, you couldn't be more right. I really, I really like the reference to humility as well. You're you're spot on there. I think. <laughs> nice. So last thing from the report here, I wanted to talk about. So from a business impact perspective, uh, you know, customer engagement leaders see an 11.4% increase in user-to-buyer conversion rates and an 89% increase in average user lifetime. So Mm -hmm. numbers like these are impactful and make a clear business case for customer engagement. 
Would you say that a difference between the leaders and the laggards in the report is this clear connection between action and outcome? Yeah, I think it really is. And it it sort of goes back to what we were just discussing, you know, experimentation is an important part of that equation. Um, But it's the ability to kind of synthesize, digest, comprehend what's going on in your program and how how the action is, you know, related to the outcome. And, and, you know, that's, that's, to your point, requires some humility sometimes to just sort of accept that you need to undertake that exercise. And, and, and I think, you know, those people that, the, and those brands that, that really embrace that and, and, and seek clarity there, they can see those linkages very, very strongly. Um, and the, and the case around these things becomes, becomes a no brainer, but also their ability to optimize against them is much improved. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, one last question before we wrap up here. What's one piece of advice that you would have for brands making investments in in customer data as they navigate the months ahead? Mm, Sure. I mean, I think I'm going to be slightly cheeky and and, and give you a two-point answer. But um, I mean, firstly, going going back to some of the findings of the research, um, you know, first of all, acknowledge that, you know, these these trends are happening, right? This this sort of trend towards consumers, you know, being very, very interested in how businesses use their data um, and the trends that we see in, in legislation and so on, like, they are real, like we should pay attention to them. And actually, if we do right by those things, then we're just doing right by our consumers anyway, and and they will reward us for it. Okay. Um, so, you know, it doesn't change what good has always been good has always been good, but, mm-hmm. you know, let's pay attention to it. Um, and then I think, you know, have a look at the technology mix that you have. See if you've got the things um, in your toolkit that you need to, to be able to, to sort of, um, you know, manage customer data effectively, manage your customer engagement program effectively. Wonderful. Well, James, thanks so much for joining the show. For those listening, what's the best way for them to keep up with what you're doing? Sure. Thanks. Thanks so much. And, and thanks again for having me. I, I would check out the Braze website. Um, you'll find lots of interesting uh, blogs, interesting papers, including the ability to access the report we've been talking about today, um, as well as uh, some more details on, on some of the uh, use cases I mentioned earlier. Wonderful. Well, again, I'd like to thank James Manderson, SVP Customer Success at Braze, for joining the show. Thanks for listening to The Agile Brand with Greg Kilstrom. Talk with you next week. Thanks again for listening to the Agile Brand with Greg Kilstrom podcast, brought to you by Tech Systems. If you enjoyed the show, please take a minute to subscribe on your podcast channel of choice and leave us a rating so that others can find the show more easily. You can access more episodes of the show at www.theagilebrand.show. To get a copy of my latest book, Meaningful Measurement of the Customer Experience, visit my website at gregkilstrom.com. Until next week, stay agile.